Hey, listener, thanks for pressing play. This week on the Jock and Nerd podcast, we're taking a look back at the year and decade in comic book movies. John Bellotti Jr. joins us to discuss the best and worst of 2019 and rank the top five comic book movies of the decade, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Friday, January 3rd, 2020. This is Norm MacDonald, and you're listening to the, uh, uh, hang on, I got it here. Uh, it says, the Jock and Nerd Podcast, known for their series of gay erotica found on Amazon, huh? No? That's not that? Oh. <laughs> well, I fucked that up, I guess. Hey, this is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast with your hosts, Anthony. I'm cooking a pot roast in my pants. Imran. What the shit is this? And Rug Boy. Put a bullet in me, Imran. Comic book and superhero, TV and movie news, reviews. It's really bad. It's actually pretty bad. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. It's dog shit on a hot day. I love this movie so much. Come on, Imran. I think you'll, <laughs> I think you'll <laughs> oh surprise us. And whatever they choose. Let them see your small dick. We all know it's not big. Ah, fuck off. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Remember, Batman's got your back. Yeah, what's up? Happy New Year, listener, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. And he's the Nerd. And he's the Rugs. What's up, Rug Boy? 2020, motherfucker! 2020 vision, you yeah. bastards! Never thought I would see it. It is a new year, and as tradition, here on the show, also joining a special guest, super talented artist. He is the the admin to our Facebook group, Jock and Nation, and the mayor of G Fest. It's John Bellotti <laughs> Jr. What's up, fellas? I'm back. You're back. Glad to have you back. Always. This is the fourth year in a row, Bellotti. I know. It's, it's like the Yule log on TV during Christmas. It's a tradition. It's a great tradition that you join us. Hopefully we let them talk. Yeah, that'd be nice. We'll Thanks, see Emron. how that I mean, works out. <laughs> Listen, it's a new year, but some things oh, shit. may not change. But yeah, for Hey, read that little <laughs> note you got on your damn desk. It says, Emron. I'm not telling listeners what it says. They can figure it out. <laughs> Look, the, again, fourth year, we start the year with Bilotti looking back at the year that was in comic book movies. But this time... We're going to switch it up a little. It's the end of a decade. We got to talk about the decade. And we're going to talk about the year, you bastard. So let's get right to it. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. First of all, spoilers just for everything in general. I want anybody yelling at me afterwards that we spoiled something you haven't seen yet. So I'm playing this. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Prepare to be spoiled. Oh, that's an old drop. It's an old drop with a new twist. Did you get the the first part of that clip? I did. Yeah. Winter Soldier clip put together with an old rug boy drop. So there's your spoilers. Don't be mad. Um, Bilotti. Yes. This year in comic book movies uh, was pretty crazy. Before I read off the list of movies, uh, you you have any thoughts, observations of the year in general? Uh, It was the year year of endings. It really was, wasn't it? A lot of endings and beginnings. You know, I'm looking at this list. Yeah. 
And it's not as good as I remember this year being. <laughs> but I, I, that's intentional, though, because Endgame was like the big dick of the year. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the, the big comic book event. So I could, I'm like, wow, Dark Phoenix came out this year? Oh, my God. Yeah. It's always funny to think about uh, these movies in this year. So real quick, here's the list in the box office. The year started with Captain Marvel. That came out this year, right? Yep. I, I, yep. I almost forgot. Goes on to finish. Seems so long ago. Yes, it does. That was like February, April. I don't know when it came out. March. March. It was yeah. March. Um, the movie goes on to make just over a billion dollars. Oh, shit. $1.12 billion. Then Shazam came out with uh, Zachary Levi from DC Warner Brothers. Very solid film. Solid film. Uh, box office wise, very modest. Ends at only $364 million. But. I think it's appropriate for the, that property and what they were trying to do. It's still a success. Then we have uh, Avengers Endgame, which was already the highest grossing movie of all time. This week, they recently updated the Chinese box office numbers, added another $3 million, making this the first movie ever to hit $2.8 billion. Oh, shit. That's almost $3 billion. So it's, way, it's past uh, Avatar by a whole digit. And the, no other movie has made $2.8 billion. Uh, that's crazy. And we got to see it. Then, as Bilotti just mentioned, Dark Phoenix, um, the, the clunk, kind of the clunker of the group, finishes at $252 million. Spider-Man Far From Home from Marvel makes another billion dollars from Marvel, $1.13 billion. And then Warner Brothers ends the year and the decade with the Joker movie, Todd Phillips, Joaquin Phoenix, and surprisingly makes another billion uh, for the DC movies, which, uh, Bilotti, were you expecting Joker to make a billion dollars? Oh, God, no. I thought it was going to make, uh, four, five hundred million at best. Yeah, I'm, that's a good and, guess. And it's like, I was, I, I've been seeing commercials for it again. I, I, I liked it. It was good. It was just like watching Joaquin Phoenix rehearse for two hours. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It, I, it was good, but I, I liked Taxi Driver a lot better. I liked you know it the first I mean. time when it was called King of Comedy and Taxi Driver. Exactly. That's what exactly together. What I'm trying to say. But this also the you know the budget was like 50 to 70 million. This makes it the most profitable comic book movie definitely. Maybe the most profitable movie of all time uh to I get that Blair, return. I think Blair Witch was the most Oh uh, yeah, that profitable. movie was made Something for like, like $20. That. Yeah, or, or paranormal yeah. activity. Like those movies were like ridiculous returns, but but yes, I roll of toilet paper as well. Yeah, I do. I do want to. I do want to go on record. And I know the scenic department that worked on Joker. Yeah, and they did a phenomenal job. Oh yeah, New York looked amazing. Oh, they made those stairs that he danced on. Everything, the stairs, <laughs> the chicken, made them all. Stairs, the beer bottles they were throwing at him for dancing on those stairs. <laughs> the stairs everybody wanted to get pictures of, and now it's just crowded with. Tourists, those, are those are people jokers. still taking pictures on those stairs? I hope yeah. not. Are they still really? <laughs> Well, not now. It's cold out. Yeah. In the summer, I guarantee you there's going to be assholes over there. Yeah. Dressed up, dancing on the fucking stairs. Not giving one dollar to that local bodega. <laughs> I, I think when I saw the YouTube in Rewind or something, yeah. you, there's people dancing on the stairs in the YouTube Rewind. Wow. I believe. I might be wrong. I just probably everything going yeah, to It's a big cultural moment. It's a very yeah. safe neighborhood from yeah. what I hear. Yeah, very safe. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's, like a poli- it's like a police state over there, you know? <laughs> I mean, the, the New York looked awesome in the 70s, and that they nailed it. Uh, there was a couple of other movies we did did not review that are also comic book movies, like Hellboy, uh, which did I- Did anyone here see that? I nope. Yeah, I saw it. Was it worth reviewing? No. Okay. <laughs> so, Anthony, it's- I mean, it, it was like, 
it was just like bad in a lot of ways and like ways that there was some cool violence and stuff like that and there's some gore that was cool but then like like you did not care about this movie like it was you were watching it and it was like okay like i don't care about what i'm watching at all it's like you couldn't get invested in it at all it's on stars They tried to pull you in it just didn't work it's on stars right now and i actually for the last few days i've been trying to get through it I started it. I got an hour in and I just, I can't finish. Like, I don't, it's not, I don't care. Like, it's, it's not grabbing. No, you, right? it's not grabbing me at all. That's like for me to watch like a Harry Potter movie. Yeah. Mm. Like, yeah, I, I, I agree. it's like so, like, you know, there's so much shit going on and it's like people love it. But then I'm like, why? I'm like, I don't know why anybody likes this. Isn't this is so, like, you know, milk toast? <laughs> Sounds like to me watching a Star Wars movie. Oh, snap. Ooh. Oh, shit. Ouch. That's well, like, yeah. That's yeah, different perspectives. That's how. That's Harry how Potter. Works. I felt the same way when I watched the one Harry Potter. Yeah, movie I, I think I've seen one. Which one did you watch though? Was it the first? I think one? it was the sixth one out oh, of seven. God. My, you yeah, know, that really bad place to start watching a Harry Potter movie. <laughs> they, my wife and her cousin put the first one on for me, and I was, I was lost. I don't know what was going. Like, it, there's no, there was nothing in it that pulled me to like that yeah. property. And they're like, no, they get better. I'm like, I, I can't wait that long. <laughs> I don't have, I don't have the time. Yeah. I got to paint sets. I, yeah, I got to paint sets. I got to draw Godzilla for the, for the kids. The kids want the kaiju. You got to give the kids their kaiju. They want someone they think of the it. children. They need it. They don't know they need it, but they do. Yeah, don't bother with Hellboy. It's just uh, there's nothing there. I didn't see uh, Men in Black International. So either. I watched that, actually. Sat down. I recently watched Why? that because it's on cable now. I think it's on HBO. And I was like, oh, let me watch this. And it was, it was fine. It was all right. It's forgettable. Uh, Tessa Thompson's actually pretty good. Uh, and it was fine. She's good in everything. She's good in everything. Yeah, she's not bad. And then we did review this one, Glass by M. Night Shyamalan, which is the uh, kind of a superhero thing. It's a little bit of a letdown. Also but big. This yeah. Yeah. So look, Anthony, out of the movies we reviewed this year, let's start with you. What would you? Uh, what are some of the most disappointing things that uh, you picked up on this year for you? Comic book wise? Yes. Huh, disappointing. I mean, I guess Dark Phoenix is the only one that's like disappointing. Wait, wait, well, th- no, no, actually. Um, let me. I'll take that back. Dark Phoenix, I knew was going to suck. So that's not. It's exactly. disappointing in a way that you already knew. We was knew be. that what we we're going to. I get. guess the the most disappointing film for me was, especially with all the money it made. I didn't think Captain Marvel was that great. You know what? And Captain Marvel for me was actually the first Marvel movie that I went. Meh. This isn't actually. I don't think this is that good. I I, good. I will agree because when Disney Plus first launched, we got it. When I tried to watch Captain Marvel again. And it was like watching Hellboy. Like, I couldn't get through. I didn't care. I really couldn't be bothered with it. And I was like, wow, this isn't uh It doesn't really me. rope you in, no, you know? Like, no. the only thing that's cool is that is that dude, Mendelssohn. He's in that yeah. Yeah, he's good. scroll. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's the only hard. cool thing in the whole movie. You got a D.H. Sam Jackson with Br- the old Brie, body. I maintain that that movie is rests or f- mostly falls apart because Brie Larson isn't very good in it. I don't think the script's very good either. But yeah, like, oh, uh, yeah. And the directing, is it's just and the colors are just yeah, terrible. It's yeah. very muted. Because James Gunn, James Gunn set like a great precedent for uh, the, the cosmic Marvel universe with the colors and the vibrancy yep. of, the, of the photography, yeah. and then you see like her ver- like that version of it, and it's just muted and dark and muddy, and I'm it's like, just this- very vanilla. Yeah, yeah. There's just no like, there's no edge to it. There's no like anything to it. There's like like Wonder Woman had a you know if we're gonna draw a comparison, Wonder Woman, sure. it had that whole. Um, that's that Snyder esque like influence, and if you watch some of those scenes, they're they're very atmospheric, especially when she's on the horseback and oh, absolutely all the smoke and all yeah. that shit. 
I mean, it's very like you know, it could be out of a Game of Thrones movie. Oh yeah, but she's but she is good though. Her character is yeah. good, and the, she like sucks you in. Big but time. The, the the problem is that Wonder Woman is such an icon, and if you if you read anything about Captain Marvel in the books. They never knew what to do with her. They she's kept changing re- her. She has, she's been rebooted. Yeah. She had the weird rape story when her her son. Do you remember that when her son came back from the future? Yep. yep. And it was just, and they like retconned that. And I'm like, they don't know what to do with this character. And then you give yeah. her like a mil- like a multi million dollar movie property. Come on, you know the. the and I like the Wonder Woman comparison because I I I agree with Rugs in terms of atmospheric. Also, as um, Bellotti mentioned, you just enjoyed the character more. Like Wonder Woman had this naive naivety about her but she was also very strong-willed in like she believed in what she believed in and it was like the right thing to do all, all the time even though she was super naive about the world whereas captain marvel i can't really pinpoint what they were trying to do they tried to make her like this kind of this tony stark cocky badass yet also this like girl that like pushed through and always fights and it was just this weird mix of things that at the end of the day, I was like, I don't know who she is. Yeah, we don't know what her thing is. I think as an actress, she didn't pull off that character. It was like, what it was, it was she was like doing an impression of Robert Downey Jr. Instead of like cutting her own, like, yeah, 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 like her own silhouette, like of, of, of what that is. Do you think she was better in Endgame, even though she didn't have like, not a lot of screen time, but uh, did you guys like her better in Endgame? I think she's better in small doses. Yes. Like, yeah. She's yes. better as part of a team. You know, some characters are just better in an ensemble. Like, you know, that's why that's where they use her the best in the comics anyway. Yeah. And that's like, the thing with her, with her history in the book. She was just an Avenger. And whenever she struck out on her own, those books always got canceled. Yeah. 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 Like like those Captain, uh, Captain Marvel books, they quote unquote sell now. But uh, because of the movie. Yeah. And, and I think all the hype and, and all that stuff. But, I mean, that's not where I know her from. I know her from being uh, Carol Danvers in the Avengers in a in a black, you know, like the black sexy bathing outfit. suit. Yes, yeah. the yeah. swimsuit outfit. And that character was still like confident in whatever and had the same powers pretty much in everything. Just you know, not the haircut and not right, the long hair. Yeah, not the jumpsuit. Yeah. So, um, but she was badass in that, and she was m- memorable as a team player. She led the team. She did a lot of a lot of stuff, but. As part of the ensemble, it works. So maybe she'll work better as part of a team. And, or- but and there's a huge reveal in that movie with the Skrulls and Nick Fury, uh, you know, setting up something for the future. Sword. Setting up sword. sword, which we may see in one of the Disney Plus shows. Uh, it's coming somewhere, and I think isn't Sword like part of like the Fantastic Four? No, it's, no. it's, it's Shield Space. It's Space Wayne, Shield. Spa- space, yeah, it's Space Shield. Sword. Any? I think that's the big. I think those two Dark Phoenix, Captain Marvel, the big disappointing moments of the year are these movies. But, Anybody but have Phoenix, another one? No, but Dark Phoenix, you knew. Oh yeah, like, you knew it was gonna be a fucking like this, train wreck. this year of comic movies. It's like it's like imagine going to like a party, yeah. and all your friends are there, all the cool people, and then that one guy shows up that is just like a a wet blanket, yeah. and he <laughs> makes all the poor life decisions. Yeah. That was Dark Phoenix walking through. Like you knew, <laughs> like you knew the second he walked in, it's like oh, you're like man. oh this fucking guy again. Get oh, ready Vinny's get, here. He get, married that fucking chick. Oh my god. Get ready god. to get bummed out, people. I mean. I know that I said it before, but I think Glass was a big disappointment for me because I loved Unbreakable. Yeah. And then when I saw the other one, I forgot Split. what the movie. Split. Yeah, secret Split was secret. Great. I was I'd like the Easter egg and yeah. I was like, oh shit, this is Tying cool. It together. And then I was like, oh, this is about to go down. And then in, even in the movie, 
they they tease like this crazy fight that's going to happen on this building, you know, in the city. None you know of it saying? happens. Yeah. Yes, it, it never happens. happens. Yeah. The, so I like the, the beginning of Glass was good. Yeah. That warehouse. Yeah, with the cheerleaders. Yeah. Yeah, and that's all you get. That's, uh, all, that's it. Bloody, yeah. let's go to you. What was the most surprising out of these uh, movies this year? Spider Man: Far From Home. Oh yeah, that w- I loved that one. I was really surprised. Why? I, don't, I still don't love him. Yeah, because I just I don't know. It to me, it's not Peter Parker. But what they did with Mysterio was really what put me over. I, you know, I would never have expected to see like a comics accurate Mysterio hallucination scene. Yeah, they give you like a comic accurate. It's like a John Romita fucking panels ripped out of the comics. Yeah. I, that that was the most I I went in there being like oh boy here we go and then I walked out like wow that was really entertaining and for the suit to work it's a goofy suit and all of it just works yeah I, I thought Jill and Hall did great rugs you got another what surprised you out of these movies this year I mean I was pleasantly surprised by Shazam's humor uh, not the action though I thought the action was very like you know below the bar it was like the most boring action in any other any movie. Mm-hmm. But it's not any of these comic movies. This had probably the most boring action and the most like un, you know. But the the humor and the characters were really good. So I was actually like, hey, DC can actually write characters and actually do like kind of like a Marvel esque type of a humor balance thing, like like an Ant Man movie or something like that. And uh, it worked. It just just like the Ant Man movies, the action's very milk toast. Or I said that already. uh, Very bland, you know. So it, it was just a bland action film, but. I just was surprised that the humor works well. It worked better than, to me, some of the Guardians movies, the humor. So um, big ups to them for doing it. I will agree. I was really surprised at how fun Shazam was and how much heart it has in that last act. Absolutely. You know? I, I would I would also agree Shazam was my pleasant surprise. I went in with very little expectations. Yep. And I agree the action wasn't the the best, but the way they wrote the characters – um, that scene in the third act when all the the relatives the get Marvel the family, yes, yeah. I mean that that that's written so well because yeah. it's built so well. Yep, with the all these disabled you know kids that are all foster kids and all that. Yeah, and 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 I remember talking about it in the review, and you guys pointed this out to me. Um, but it definitely has almost like an '80s vibe in terms of like there's these kids they're it's dealing big. with. Right, Tom well, Hanks. No, but I'm saying, well, yeah, that, but also like they they're dealing with. The foster stuff, but then there's also like this dark turn where like these monsters are just yeah. chewing oh, the yeah. heads off yeah. of like the, the boardroom people. Yeah. Like, it's this weird mix of like adult things with kid yep. things, yep. and then written all well, very well. Uh, if the action was just a lot a little better, I mean, it would probably be rank up there in terms of like all timer. They just did like Man of Steel, Zack Snyder action, but that's the thing. Like it didn't it the action obviously holds it back from being a, a great film. Yeah. But that just shows how important characters are. Like the characters carry that movie yeah, into something yeah. that's actually watchable yeah. and like very. Pl- by the end of it, you walk out feeling pretty good. It was a great balance of like fun and dark, scary tones. Like they weren't afraid to go there, but it was a perfect balance. Of it the was both. a very comic booky movie. Yeah, yeah. It was like literally they just put the comic book on screen, and they took this little. Uh, Tone that was a, a little bit more lighthearted tone and more f- more geared to being funny and geared toward the, the characters a little bit. Um, I don't know if it was quite Deadpool uh, funny, 
but it was definitely uh, definitely on, on par with Marvel, and I would say better in a lot. It's of ways. a different. So, it's more like a John Hughes, Chris Columbus feeling, you know, feel good, funny, wholesome, with but well, just that, a that touch was, of dark. That was the filmmaker's intention. Yeah, like didn't yeah. they state? Didn't they specifically say John Hughes? And- well, that was, that was Spider Man. Was yeah. John Hughes? Oh yeah, that's right. But they did. Up. They kind of did the same thing, which is why Anthony, you're like, it's kind of like an eighties. 80s movie. I would say I'm also surprised. First of all, Joker made a billion dollars, but I'm honestly surprised DC Warner Brothers put out two decent movies. Holy shit. Who would have thought that was ever going to happen uh, in one year? Uh, They did pretty good so far. So hopefully, you know, it's a strong end to the year and the decade for DC. Wonder what it, what, you know, they can keep it going the next year, but who knows? We'll see. They'll probably fuck it up somewhere. (laughs) All right. Well, let's just get to. Uh, bet, bet, well, best, best and worst of 2019. If you had to pick a best, Bilotti, best, who would you give it to? At number one overall, yeah, of the year, of the year. Uh, oh, that, that, come on, it's Endgame. It's a no brainer. I know that's a no brainer. That is kind of easy. I mean, this is even kind of easy. Does anybody? I agree. Would anybody say anything yeah. else? Yeah, I would agree. There's, there's nothing that comes remotely close. I think. <laughs> there, right, you have a different opinion, Imran. No, there really isn't even. No. I mean, there really isn't. Like a dark horse. I guess Joker would have been the dark horse. I think horse, Joker but... was close to being that dark horse, yes. But Endgame well, just trumps everything. What Joker did, Joker really got in, into the public eye. It got into like the zeitgeist of like you know everyday people. Uh, they were all up in that shit. But Avengers did something that was really... like I mean, Joker basically took something that already existed, like Taxi Driver, and just put, Joker put the Joker in it. there. Yeah. But um, Avengers did something unprecedented. Like right. Avengers did something. They wrapped up this whole fucking twenty movie thing. Yeah. And they fucking they stuck the landing to a point where like even I was satisfied with it. You know, so <laughs> that's not easy to no, do. They're writing the blueprint on how to fucking do this. Yeah. And and then you see like uh, the 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 rise of Skywalker like apes. Yep. stuff from this movie. Yep. I don't know how they were able to copy it, but I guess they did. Yeah, it's all you Disney. Know. They own all of it. They don't give a fuck. No, they just told each other, oh, yeah, why don't you do this? do this? It worked for us. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, yeah, and I think the worst, I don't think there's any debate. It's going to be Dark Phoenix. Easily. Um. Let me see. I think Hellboy's the worst. But Hellboy's pretty bad. <laughs> out of the ones I've seen, Dark it. Phoenix. Yeah. Dark Phoenix, I actually like like parts of it. There were parts of it that I thought were cool. Like that whole thing with Magneto. Magneto like made that movie. Yeah. Like Magneto was fucking, you know, Fastbender. You you can't, you can't fuck with Fastbender. He's the man. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like that, but it's the same thing that happens to all these movies. The third act gets chopped up, rewritten and things rushed and and it just falls apart. The aliens is what ruined the movie. It's always aliens. What the fuck? Like they didn't know how to do that correctly. But whatever. I mean, I think we all. I think we all agree that the idea to do this Dark Phoenix was probably a mistake to begin with. So it was always going to be yeah. problematic. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, but still, a solid year. Uh, uh, the the movies for the in the box office wise. Even though I just read that box office was down like four percent this year, despite Endgame, Star Wars, and Toy Story. Uh, it's down, but still, it's like third or fourth highest overall. And they're saying next year will be down. Also, and it could be because of you know streaming and. Other things. You're talking about total money box made office at the box sales. Office. Yeah. 
Well, you had a couple of movies flop. Yeah, like you know, uh, underperform. Like you had cats. Like this. How about cats? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was oh, cats underperformed. <laughs> but there's a lot of things that are underperformed this year, like Godzilla underperformed. Yeah, that, yeah, that's another one. We, we, um, the Aladdin movie underperformed a little bit. Um, I thought Aladdin did well. Aladdin made a billion dollars. It made a oh, billion. It did? It's the well, only yeah. it's Will Smith's first billion dollar movie. Yes, made a billion dollars. Oh. Hmm. Wasn't this wasn't this like the year of a lot of uh, disappointing sequels? Like King of the Monsters was one. There was was there like a couple other ones that came out and they just um, sort of floundered. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Well, the well, end of that. Yeah. yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they're yeah. all making billions of dollars. Yeah, that's up to eight hundred. I just prob- The problem is is the the box office overall is t- too dependent on these tentpole films and yep, no one's yep. watching the smaller stuff. This is what's happened to it's, the it, movie it, theaters. The, the movie theaters now in an event experience instead of like a weekly, monthly thing. Yep. Like, hey, we got nothing better to do. We're going to go see a movie. Yep. No one does that anymore. Yep. Which is a shame because yep. I just saw, we just saw Uncut Gems. Oh, you did? I went Monday. dying to see that. Oh my God. I heard it's, it's fucking crazy. It's amazing. Oh my God. It was, I, I'll do the whole movie for you. This is me watching Uncut Gems. Yeah. What are you doing? Stop doing that. No, no, you idiot. Yeah. You dumbass. And you do that for the whole movie. Pretty much. That's all it is. And it just gets, it, it escalates. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> it's just and people just, yelling at each other. That's very great. New York. I mean, it's I, very New York. It's like, it's like walking through Midtown during rush hour. That's yeah. amazing. And Sandler could get an Oscar nomination. I've done that before. Which I would be crazy. <laughs> Rise of Skywalker also made. I think it's already at like eight hundred million. It may make a billion dollars. So it doesn't really yeah. matter. Uh, other things of, of the year, Rugs. Would you agree this was the year of the puppet? Wowie zowie! And it's for me. It's always the it's year always the year of the puppet. We had Dark Crystal on Netflix, amazing yeah. puppetry, and then fucking Baby Yoda just destroyed Babu Frick. Well, and Babu Frick, yes, who was my favorite over Baby Yoda. Babu Frick. Babu Frick's the best. Uh, but I was happy to see puppetry coming back in this age of CGI. It was a puppet movie with uh, the with the, that lady. Oh yeah, with uh, Melissa McCarthy. That really bombed. Yeah. No, oh no my one god, I forgot that. about that movie. <laughs> Bolani, what Holy do you think? Shit. What do you think of? Should there be more puppets and less CGI in Hollywood? Yes. Right. Yes, there should be. If you do it like Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda is like probably one of the better done puppets. Yeah. If it looks like, good, why not do it? I don't understand why they just don't do it. Like the Dark Crystal puppets are a little sketchy. But like, uh, like some of them are actually great. Yeah, I think the 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 baby Yoda is actually like a cut above. I can't. Very, I and I don't good. know. Is there? Is the, do you think they're adding digital effects on top of the puppet puppeteer? Yeah, they do that. Like I remember when I was watching this uh, NBC show called uh fucking it. What was it called? The Aliens. It wasn't NBC? V? Was it V? No, <laughs> Alien Hunter, Alien Nation, Alien Nation. No. Remember that show? I the forgot. Voice? What it was called. <laughs> that was called. They had an <laughs> alien character in it. <laughs> and the guy, it was the, the guy who, who does Abe, Abe Sapien, the same actor, the guy who was in. Uh, oh, yeah, Doug oh, Jones. Yeah, so he's in the makeup and he's got this alien face on, but they they CG some of his facial was expressions. Was that Star Trek? It, no, I forget. It was called, uh, I don't remember. Adam Levine is an alien? It was, no, it was it was Noah, Noah Wiley was in it. Oh, oh that it. show was, that was like six years ago. Oh yeah, but I mean, uh, yeah, it was um. Oh god, I remember watching it in Arizona and I seen it come. Falling like, skies, falling skies, skies yes. yes. It was it on was for like F. four seasons or three seasons or something. Yes, but I mean, they had this one character that was that had uh, he he was all practical, but they CG'd 
just Im- like his just exaggerated his facial ah, features. Yeah, yeah. features. Well, I a think they bit. tweaked the puppets on Dark Crystal too with a little bit of CGI. Yeah, I think that's what they said that yeah. they were going to do. They were going to like make them blink. Or- I dude, that's still an amazing series. So, uh, and then yeah, Bilotti, you mentioned things that ended this year. Listen to all the shit that ended. Remember the Walking Dead comic just ended. Oh, that's right. Suddenly, like Kirkman told everyone the day before the last issue came out, this is the last issue. I remember that. That was nuts. Uh, Game of Thrones, of course, ends. Bilotti, did you watch Game of Thrones? I never watched it. Fuck you then. I I don't do the. I I can't get into the fantasy stuff. Uh, The the Marvel Infinity Saga kind of ends, but doesn't end with Endgame. Like, it's definitely an ending, but it's not going to end. Same thing with Star Wars and Skywalker Saga, but it's not the end of Star Wars. Uh, Marvel, all of Marvel TV as it was under Jeff Loeb. It's gone. It's all gone this year. Netflix, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., now everything getting sucked under. Yeah, Marvel. For Disney Plus, which leads into we had the launch of Disney Plus uh, this year, which which was pretty big and pretty successful for Disney. So Disney had a good year, as always. They a lot of Apple Plus. And Apple TV Plus launch, but nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> Who has that? I don't. It's free. It comes, it's free. You could just get a, get get everything you want. Uh, I still, I would not, <laughs> even if it's free, I don't know if I'd grab it. Yeah, I'm still, nothing has like made me want to watch any of those shows. I yet. mean, I heard that that talk show, uh, Mor- show Morning News is actually good. Is good. Yeah. Hmm. Which is Jennifer Aniston? Yes. Not yes. enough for me to go and get Apple TV. No. No. There's, on all these, there's an M9 Shyamalan show now called Servant. Uh, but that's the problem with all this streaming is that not all the not all these great shows or good shows you hear about are on one yeah like yeah. one did service. You, yeah, yeah. Did you end up watching The Witcher, Imran? I did. We will save that discussion for next episode. Oh, okay. Because I got a lot of issues <laughs> with that <laughs> fucking show. That, go, that goes without saying. Yes, I I I just I'm going to save it for its that's own time. The, uh, Henry Cavill show. Yes, he's great at it. Down, but uh, turned down Superman for he's the Targaryen. In that that he's show the Targaryen. is like yeah, it has so much potential, but they just somehow they whoever wrote it didn't doesn't know how to it's write. It's so things. confusing. Oh, you, now you got him going. No, don't. We can't start. This is going to derail <laughs> the whole show. Once you stick a diamond, I'm got to play the stop. whole fucking just song. Just wait, listener. Wait till next episode. I'll give you my full thoughts on the fucking Witcher. Uh, but uh, any final thoughts on this year, 2019, and comic book movies? Anyone? Before we might take be a the break. peak. I think it might might have been the peak of Marvel this year. I, I was just going to say it might be this. This might be the year of transition where we yeah. we start to see because I don't really know what to expect in 2020 and beyond in terms of car, mom, um, Marvel comic book films right. and comic books and comic book films in general. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think I think this might be a transition towards uh, something different. I think this year is going to be a wash. And uh, but we can look forward to the decade. This next coming decade, yeah, um, is, is I think a lot of new IP is going to start to rise up because they've beat the shit out of a lot of these IP. Yep. Like Star Wars, people are sick of. Yep, um, they're like they're, they're done with a lot of shit. They're done with the, people are done with Walking Dead. Yep, people are done with all this shit. That's so, what, like, all the stuff that ended leaves it's wide open for new fresh stuff, and and it's going to be exciting to see what that is, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good. Let's take a quick break here. Uh, and we were going to come back and break down the decade top five comic book movies of the decade right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. 
If you ever believed Captain America was on the U.S. Olympic soccer team. If you ever thought that the Winter Soldier was that brace yourselves guy on the internet. And if you ever wondered just what would a raccoon do with a machine gun. Then don't let another week pass you by without tuning into Mighty Marvel Geeks. Mighty Marvel Geeks is your show about all things Marvel. With news, rumors, commentary, and interviews. As well as our weekly recommendations on what to pick up on New Comic Book Day. Official consulting hours are between 8 and 5 every other Thursday. That's Mighty Marvel Geeks on WeebyGeeks.net, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Carol. And we're the hosts of Retro Late Fee. We are stuck in 1994. And we can't get out! <laughs> We're watching all the movies and TV shows that you probably remember, I guess. Somehow we're speaking to you through some kind of time portal. Right. Uh, join us every week for great movies and TV shows from 25 years ago. <laughs> it's fun, I swear. Listener, if you've been enjoying the show on a weekly basis, we give you new shows every week. Join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. There's multiple tiers of financial support. You can pledge your support. It keeps us podcasting, and you get bonus content in the form of an exclusive RSS feed just for our Patreon supporters got two big thank yous to to give right now. Huge thank you. Shout out to new patron Lawrence Martinez. Nerd. Thank you, Lawrence, for signing up to the fan club. And thank you, Brian Goff, for increasing your pledge. Whoa. So uh, the very good yeah. stuff at the start of the new year, everybody. Good job, Brian. Thanks, man. Good Appreciate job, it. Lawrence. Really, really and, helping us out. <laughs> yes. Pilati appreciates you. See? As the, the admin. The admin of the Jock and Nerd Nation it appreciates you, Brian Goff and Lawrence Martinez. So, listener, join them. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. All right, let's get into the decade. It's 2020. I wanted us to do a top five comic book movie, movies of the decade. We're going to do mookie? this. Mookie. Hey, Mookie. <laughs> sorry. Is that pizza Mookie? Sorry, not sorry. A spike like comic book movies. Comic book like movies. I did it all for the Mookie. I did it all for the Mookie. <laughs> you could get that cookie. Mookie. Mookie is Spike Lee from uh, that movie. Mookie Wilson? Mookie Wilson from the Mets. Uh, There's oh, also uh, Mookie Blaylock. Who was oh, Mookie Blaylock from uh, Do the Right Thing, Spike Lee. Uh, we'll do good to, we're going to go into a top five round robin. Uh, I have a whole, I gave you guys a whole list of movies, but before that, I just wanted to talk about the significance of this decade in comic book movies. Cause holy shit. Oh shit. What a decade it was from where we started. Possibly the, is this the peak of comic book nerd culture? It was an amazing decade for comic book nerds uh, where uh, a decade that turned nerd culture into monoculture, into mainstream culture. Well, I would say like, this decade, sorry, I'm run. No, go ahead. The, the the decade prior, so like 2000 to 2010, was like the learning how to walk, experimental right? Experimental phase. Like, yeah, it was yeah. like it was like let's like put this out there. Like we're still trying figuring it out. The 2010s to 20, obviously, is like the explosion of overload of we figured out that people like this. Now let's just. Pump these out like eighty slasher movies. Yeah, Jesus, the bubble, (laughs) the bubble's getting big and the edges are getting thin. And I don't know, you know, what's going to happen in the next decade. Uh, Bloody, I jotted out a bunch of big kind of moments of the decade that I just thought of. Which one of these kind of resonate with you? What What do you think is significant of this past decade of comic book movies? 
for me, like going through this list, I'm not going to read it all. Um, Don't worry, I'll get to that. I know you will. <laughs> he likes that's to talk. a given. That's a given. Uh, Steve and Tony. Yeah, I think that, those yeah. are the two biggest things. Like Cap. Oh, let me tell you something. Let me just say this. <laughs> me? <laughs> who's, like who's Steve? Steve Rogers. Tony, and Steve. Anthony, <laughs> you have a new boyfriend. Maybe Steve. Yeah, that we Steve don't and know Tony. About. We went to their wedding in New York. Yeah. That's why Tony. Was, that's why Tony was in New York, guys. Yeah. Ah, he was in Chelsea. Here's right, the, here's let me tell you about Tony. All right, Tony ruins lives. Look out, Steve. <laughs> Sorry, no, Steve. No, it's true. Yeah. Sorry, Steve. What was I saying? Oh, anyway. Steve Rogers <laughs> and up. Tony Stark. <laughs> yes. When Tony, when, oh God, I'm fucking up again. When Steve, <laughs> yes, Captain America grabs that hammer. Yeah. Geek there's no other moment in the, in the fucking decade. That just gave me like chills and a hard on and everything, the yes. sweats, everything at the same time. Oh my god! That both of those all m- the bodily fluids were spewing. I mean, that was the most like theater reaction I've ever seen in a movie. I think um, all of my movie watching was the, how hyped people were for Endgame oh, and all the. I, I turned to my brother and was like, "Holy fucking shit!" Yeah. He's like, "John, John, take it easy." <laughs> I, I would also say like this: this decade definitely not only cemented it cemented Marvel in terms of like. Everyone's everyone knows about Marvel. Yeah, everyone knows about Thanos. Yes, yeah. But not only did it cement Marvel as like the pop culture leader, yep. But it cemented Disney as like this corporation that's gonna like take over. That's gonna eventually buy everything. Because if Marvel doesn't explode, Disney probably doesn't invest in making their own streaming. Yeah, probably. you know, doesn't invest as much in like buying Lucasfilm and all this other stuff. And so like it, it. a lot of it hinged on the fact that Marvel did so well that Disney was like, we need to buy them and we need to copy this across other platforms. I mean, if that experiment of Iron Man as an independent studio did not go well, none of this would would have happened. Well, I'm, that, was, that was in 2008. It was. It really didn't pop till 2012 till when Avengers, Avengers came sure, out. Right, sure. Yeah. That was, I mean, that was the big, that's like now the new precedent for teen right. movies. Something that shouldn't have worked. Uh, also, how about the fact that we got four Avengers movies oh, in shit. a decade? I never would have imagined. And, you know, three of them are really good and one's just okay. Uh, but that that is crazy. Uh, Rugs, let me ask you this. Yeah. How important is, is, yeah. is Tony Stark yeah. and Robert Downey Jr. and his journey this decade to all of this? Well, uh, I think that... Uh, He's especially in the Avengers movie and, and and all that other stuff that came out. Um, he became like this leader, right? He became this person that was the 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 touchstone for all of these characters to kind of bounce off of and all this stuff. So he had to carry a lot of weight uh, in the Marvel universe. Like everything, I mean, Spider Man is all intertwined with Tony. Yeah. Like everything yeah. is like intertwined with Tony. Like. Everything goes back to Tony in this uh, in this universe. So he had a really big job, Robert Downey Jr., and he pulled it off, and he went out in, in a blaze of glory. And you can't really ask more than that. Like you got to see the best stuff Iron Man can do. Absolutely. Um, so like they don't really leave anything on the table as far as Iron Man is concerned. You've seen like Iron Man do cool shit. Yeah, I don't know how you can make Iron Man any better after this. Like just leave him alone for a while and show us somebody new. I mean, he had three movies, yeah, and then he had a bunch of fucking movies he was in, and and, and Spider Man too, yeah, and all the Spider Man movies. So, but they built him up so well to when when he dies in Endgame, that you you have legitimate tears for this character you've been following, watching him grow and change for over ten years. Amazing. I just think that it's great because 
he he made this character that wasn't like him at all. Yeah. Like him. Like for he just absorbed Tony Stark. But he was like, kind of just playing himself though yeah, also. He was yeah. Himself. He just saw him so he's like okay listen cuz Robert Downey Jr has always been a like kind of like this genius who's been full of him. Yep, yep, yep. You know that's why he had that drug habit. Yeah. That's why he you know was you know he was always like a a dude that people remember working with cuz he was like so crazy and so like o- over the top all the time and just kind of like running like on uh, like 70 miles an hour everybody else is going 20. Yeah. So uh that's, Tony that's Stark. how he is. Yeah. That's who he is. That's so, Tony Stark. Yeah, so like the Tony Stark that we know in the comics is a completely different guy. He's more of a aloof guy. He's more of like a a a vain aloof guy that's like more like a Bruce Wayne, you know, than a like uh like a like a more of a manic thing like that Robert Downey Jr. does where he's like talking fast and Yeah, he's very vanilla he's very vanilla in the books. Yeah. Very vanilla. I also think it's pretty ballsy of Marvel to you know, retire Captain America and kill Iron Man uh, with two guys that they could have milked even further that built the whole thing. But uh, I, I love that they took that risk and, and actually give them, give them, put them to rest. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, if we'll see. Well, yeah, we'll I, see. I feel like Steve Rogers <laughs> may come back and probably Tony will too. If it's Captain Marvel <laughs> and Shang-Chi, I'm really worried about the future yeah. of Marvel. Let me tell you. Um, Anthony, what, uh, what big moment, uh, what's significant to you out of this past decade? Well, I think I already mentioned a couple of things, but I, I mean, like, I would just reiterate again, just Marvel's dominance and the fact of that translating to Disney. I mean, those are the two things. Um, and then I would guess I would also put it, point out that DC had some really big plans, and obviously that went to shit pretty quickly. Yes, um, but by the end, they're it seems like they're kind of at least figuring out how to make a good movie. Yes, I don't think they know necessarily what to do in terms of if they want to make a universe or not. Um, but they, they had big plans. They obviously crashed and burned. Um, but at least now they're figuring out, Hey, let's at least make some decent films. So hopefully they're, they're turning it around as well. That's a good one. And I'll, in defense of DC, like Marvel's gotten to the point now where you, you kind of know what you're going to get in the future. Like you kind of know it's still, it'll be exciting because they're said we're going to change everything, but you kind of know the tone of it. DC starts the decade with Jonah Hex and, no. and but by the end. They end up with the Joker. Uh, so I think as far as growth, that's huge growth in 10 years uh, well, for DC. DC had, DC had a pretty good decade uh, just because it caught the Wonder Woman thing. Yes. I think that that was the game changer. And that's one of my big moments yep, that, I, yep. that I'm going to talk about right now is um, being on this precipice of I guess they uh, the marketing of this as being this first action superhero movie directed by a woman, which it wasn't. But um, the fact that they were able to use it to create a groundswell to get everybody on board. Because Wonder Woman, for the years, I thought they were never going to make this movie. Yeah. Because I've been wanting them to make it. Like Joss Whedon was supposed to make it, and there was a bunch of other people that were supposed to make a Wonder Woman movie. They made a show, and they pulled it off the air before it went on. Yeah, with, um, Adrian Palicki. Yeah. yeah. So I was like really worried about Wonder Woman, and fuck with Snyder all you want. He casted the her. Knows, yeah, the, he casted. He cast her. He fucking made the suit yep. that looked pretty look legit. Yeah. It, it was it, that still like kept a lot of the classic cues, but brought it into more of a warrior thing. Like he made some good decisions, yeah. 
And, um, you know, Patty Jenkins, you know, took a uh, a page from Snyder in some of the, the, the fight choreography with the speeding up and the slowing down and stuff like that. And it worked. It, it And that film, even though it's got that weak last act, yes. it's still watchable. It still draws you in. It's still like, hey, this is actually a good movie. I mean, I think that so, No Man's Land scene is one of the most iconic scenes of the decade still. Right. And you have, then you have Marvel's answer to it. And it, it, it was like, it thudded. Yes. It, it, it <laughs> a was little like, disappointed. it didn't ring. It didn't ring like that. It didn't ring out and be and like, ah, fuck, that's fucking, there we go. Well, that, that goes back to her character again. I think. Because yeah. they, Marvel, they realized they fucked up because it was a company, still is a company run by men, right? Yeah. Of a certain, uh, ethnicity. And, uh, you know, they made these, they just made all these guy characters and all the, all the really good female characters they have are either on the X-Men or the Fantastic Four. And part of that was also Ike Perlmutter's fault because he did not yeah. want a female-led movie or any kind of representation. Yeah. And they had to get so him out of there. I feel like they just been, they, they were scrambling to sort of meet all these, you know, the, di- the diversity push. This is the problem with, uh, th- here you have a problem with Marvel and you have this same problem with DC, but like, it's when you do the the um, the other version of a male character as the female character. So when you do like Hulk and then you have She-Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Even though she- She-Hulk is a completely different character and does her own thing and is cool in her own way, like you're going to think about the Hulk. Yeah. 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 So a lot of Marvel's characters are like that kind of thing. And mm. or either that or they're like these ambiguous characters like Scarlet Witch, like or or Black Widow, like she's a fucking not really a hero. She's more of a spy. Yeah. So they didn't really have anything to counter Wonder Woman. No, there's so no. DC no. had this full on advantage, and, um, and they capitalized on it well. Yeah. So that's a that's a huge huge part. Uh, I think it's crazy that we started the decade with Christian Bale as Batman, and we end the decade with Robert Pattinson as Batman. Oh shit. Uh, three Batmans, Potentially, yeah. you know, and two Spider-Mans. Uh, so there was a lot of Spider-Man goodness. Uh, what else? Just uh, the fact that uh, everyone was talking about the snap. Remember when the snap from Infinity War was so huge? And you had everyone talking about Thanos. It blew me away. This obscure fucking yeah, villain. Yeah, Thanos is a meme, you know. Thanos like they use is it like all a, the time. Yeah, it's amazing that they were able to do that. Uh, Spider-Man returning to Marvel in that crazy, unprecedented deal. Uh, that's one of my fucking favorite crazy moments of this decade. Uh, and the fact that we've been podcasting for half the decade is also kind of crazy. <laughs> this is true. You know, we've, we've, well, I mean, how many Spider-Man movies? You had Amazing Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2, yep. and then t- we had four Spider-Man and movies. Four and no, then five, actually, if you count into, into the, Spider- the Spider-Verse. Into Spider-Verse, and then three appearances, three appearances yeah. in other movies. Oh, man. Spider-Man fans. You got a shitload of yeah, Spider-Man. Spider-Man fans got uh, a lot of goodness in this decade. Uh, how about Disney buying Fox at uh, this last year? That's uh, That was kind of big. That's N- crazy. Another well, power move. I thought that was, you know, inevitable. Yeah. They're buying everything. And um, it's just a matter of time. They had their eyes on Fox. Fox had Marvel characters. It was like a done deal, basically. How yeah. soon until they buy Sony and buy a Spider-Man back? That's going to happen. They could do that if they wanted to. I mean, they make enough money. Yeah, um, but, but Sony, they 
like my show, Blacklist is Sony. Yeah. So Tony, so, Tony, Jesus. Tony. I'm, I'm, if they buy Tony, if they buy Tony, Tony, Tony Tony's not for sale. I'm going for a good price. Twenty dollars. Tony belongs to Steve. <laughs> <laughs> what was I saying? No, but so, like Fox, like what are they? They just had like the movies and the news and all that stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the sports. Sony has electronics. Yeah. yeah, you know, like it's the same thing. Like these companies are just. It's not movie studios anymore. It's multimedia conglomerates. Corporations. They could just yeah. buy their yeah. th- their movie division. Though. Yeah, they could yeah, just yeah. Right. Or they could buy the TV division, and then I could work for Disney and get laid off. But anyway. <laughs> you are a Sony employee, and we have only good uh, things. You are invaluable. You would not get laid off. You know what I, I think know. was really cool in this, in this yeah. decade yeah. is that some companies, like Fox, took the chance and making these comic book movies adult yeah. and gave them R rating. Yeah. So you got Logan, you got Deadpool, and and Joker. I think the uh, the and Joker. So I think the R-rated comic book movies we saw this decade were super important. I think that kind of points to the future. You're never going to see them again by Marvel. You never. Marvel cannot do this. They may. They have not yet. They they probably Dude, won't. But they Marvel. I mean, Disney is going as far as taking movies that they're putting on Disney Plus and editing shit out of make them. them all sanitized. I saw that. <laughs> what did they edit? Which one? What are they editing? Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, what? What did they edit out of the, that? She she says, "Don't fuck with the babysitter." They that, took, in the movie. Oh, they have to take that out. You can't have that on Disney Plus. Boo! And that's like the main line of that movie. Yes, that's like the slogan. Wow, that's crazy. So, not so, crazy. so not she calls Thor a fag. Yeah, or she, something. You know, she goes, "Thor's a homo." Or yeah, something like With, that. Did they cut that out? And then there's that big fight. I remember that. And that was uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as uh, the mechanic. Right. Uh, but will, do you think Marvel will make a R-rated movie in the next decade? Anyone? I think I think anything is possible. Honestly. Yeah, I, I, I don't I, think if, so. If the money's there, I could see a Deadpool movie getting an R rating again. Yeah, and yeah but didn't Disney at one point own Miramax, who was making? They did. Yeah, the, all the Weinstein movies. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the Disney Plus stuff is like all. They're trying to make it a family entertainment. Disney Plus will not be on. No, no, but no. it could go to Hulu. Hulu, right? Yeah. I mean, all those Hulu's fi- are our stuff. They bought all those R-rated like Alien and Predator movies. Yeah, but why aren't they leaving Adventures and Babysitting on Hulu then? Because they suck. Yeah. That's really <laughs> it. It's PG-13. You can have one F-word. That's how it works, Disney. What the fuck? I just, look, I think Joker making a billion dollars is huge. It's going to be a big thing going forward and and uh, how surprising it was. So I'm I'm excited for more adult mature R-rated comic book movies. Uh, a couple other things. Uh, remember the Deadpool marketing? That, with that almost got annoying, but actually, when you think about it, it was pretty fucking brilliant. I thought it worked really well, and uh, it didn't give away any. That was of one the of movie. the big things of the decade. You remember? I, I think the it was. Deadpool I think marketing? it was because they they did instead of giving you trailers with scenes from the movie, he was creating new little viral content to promote the movie, and it was a refreshing way to promote a movie. I feel like Deadpool was made because of not that, but because of the fact that the fans and Ryan Reynolds pushed it. Well, he's been working on it for like eleven years. Yeah, and it was all Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Yeah, so, what once and that movie was greenlighted, you knew that the marketing would be like that. That's the only way you can do Deadpool. Yeah, the right way. I yeah. mean, the right way to do it is to have him do his little bits, have him talk to the camera, yeah, have him acknowledge pop culture things. They nailed it. Yeah, they did that Princess Bride version that wasn't very did good. Did not work. Yes, the PG thirteen version. So you know, there's reports coming out. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is like, yeah, we're working on a Deadpool three with Marvel. What rating? How far are they going to go? It's going to be very interesting. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, let's get to the top five. Nerd. A- are we doing any honorable? Oh yeah. Yes, we will at the end after we do the five. Bilotti, I'm going to start with you. Okay. 
Here's our top five comic book movies of the decade. We're going to start with number five and go around. Bilotti, what is your number five? Of the decade? Yes. Five, I'd say Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Okay, okay. So to uh, just tell the listener, I sent these guys a list. I think there was like 60 movies, 50, 60 movies, comic book movies. And um, how hard was this to do, Bilotti, first of all? Uh, It's not that hard because a lot of these movies aren't really – that close to my heart in terms of like the thing with Marvel is that there's so many of them and a lot of them are so routine that the ones that really stand out really effing stand out. Yeah. And the DC movies are just uh, a hot mess up until wonder woman. Yeah. And even, you know, Aquaman is it's good, but not because of Jason Momoa. That's for sure. <laughs> and Joker's just taxi driver. So, you know, it's kind of an easy, kind of it's an a easy good point. Uh, so number five, Guardians of the galaxy. Anybody have that on their list? Yes. You do, Ruggs. What number? I have it at five as well. Oh, you do? Uh, I did not have it on my list. Okay. Uh, Ruggs, why do you have it at five? Because it was a movie that about something that nobody knew about, yeah. and Marvel was still able to capitalize on it. Yeah. And then they learned how to do that, and they applied that to Captain Marvel. So, And, and Doctor Strange and all the other unknown people, like the regular people, uh Thing. Absolutely. Huge risk, and James Gunn nailed it. Also, it's kind of outside of the Marvel continuity, the Marvel storyline that was going on. I think that was an advantage, James and Gunn. I, I also think that um reason why I, I chose it is it, it's the better of the of the Guardians movies, yeah. and it's 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 still silly and whatever, and has all like the songs and the dancing and the stupidity, <laughs> and, but I think that it just works. And this is before it. Now it's out of control. Yes. Yes. This is when it was still. I think James Gunn was like playing it as good as he could. He didn't feel like he could just do anything he wanted. Yeah. So he kind of like, I guess he uh, edited himself better. Yeah. And uh, that that basically gave way to like Taika Waititi and everybody else doing these movies and just going bonkers with everything but it might get a little out of control but it definitely guardians deserves to be yeah. on the list anthony what do you got at number five number five i have avengers infinity war oh wow. okay yeah. holy and shit originally i had that movie i when we first reviewed that movie i actually didn't think that movie was that good um but with hindsight and further thoughts yeah um i just had it higher or well i had it in my top five because of just the fact of, of what an accomplishment it was in terms of bringing all these characters together and making probably in terms of filmmaking the better film out of the two um, Russo brothers uh, Avengers films. I mean, they are two very different films uh, and just remember when we just got half of it and you didn't know what was going to happen. That was a crazy year to wait between uh, movies. But I think, yeah, I think a lot of people would say that and the decision, you know, at the time to make, the antagonist really, or the protagonist, the antagonist, which is Thanos. Yeah, yeah. Like that movie is actually a Thanos movie yep, yep. through and through. He is the one that, you know, has the through line throughout the thing um, and accomplishes his goal at the end. Um, you know, I, I, we knew probably that something bad was going to end this movie because, you know, you're not going to end the first part of a two-part film on a good note. Yeah. But it was still a, a risk at the time, and they and they and, they and, it. and it was like to watch the people in the theater – uh, just their mouths drop at that shocking ending where they're just like, what? They just killed everyone. Like, and we knew, look, everyone's coming back, but 
I feel like a large part of the general audience, like you, you, you really felt that loss in a way. It was so risky, yes. but it really wasn't because you know they're all yeah, coming back. Yeah, because right. they announced the second movie, but it still, it still hit. That loss was still felt. It wasn't, you know, it didn't get wasted. Did anyone else have that in there? Um, yeah, sorta. I'm not going to comment on that now because I got to. It's in my top five, but it's we, what number? I'm not telling you. You gotta wait okay. till we get to it. Uh, my number five. This is so hard. First of all, first of all, doing a top five, I didn't give you any criteria. I left that up to you, and that makes it really hard because you're like top five based on what? I put Black Panther as number five just because of the relevance uh, and the moment, the movement it had. This movie got people who didn't watch, didn't follow the MCU to come out and watch this movie. My boss at work, she's like, we're going to see this movie. It is the only, it's the first movie to be nominated for a Best Picture at the Oscars. Uh, and I just, uh, you know, it's the third act, again, like Wonder Woman, kind of falls apart. But just the the diversity, the Ryan Coogler-ness of the movie, the casino scene, uh, I think it's really important. It's an important movie of the decade. I would agree. I didn't have it in my top five. Yeah. But I remember watching it with my friend and literally going, looking at her and going, this movie's fucking awesome. Yeah. Now the third yeah. act at, at, at the third act with the CGI really yeah. takes it down a couple notches, but at the time I was just like, damn, this is great. I'm really enjoying this. I mean, Killmonger, Michael B. Jordan, the you know, the the characters we met, uh uh, you know, he is arguably the least interesting character in the movie, but overall the movie as a movement, as a, a moment in time with a largely black crew in front of and behind the camera. Amazing. Bilotti, yes, number four. Number four is a tie, actually. Oh, Be- because I needed both of them. I did Civil War and Guardians too. Oh, you tied Civil War and Guardians too. Okay, I did. I did. Uh, talk to us about Civil War. Well, Civil War was just such a unique film for Marvel to do, having their two most their two big guns go head to head like that. Even though it was nothing like the comic book, which I'm fine with. Yeah. Um, you just sort of left that movie. Um. You just you just felt torn because you agreed with both characters. They both had really really good points. And Guardians too, for me, I know we've talked about this on the podcast before, and we're not going to get into it. But I'm a color guy, you know. I yeah. love bright, vibrant yeah, colors. Yeah. And that movie, it has like so many vibrant colors yeah, in it. Yeah. And the directing was, I thought, a lot better. And the ending, like the ending, the movie takes you to this one part and you think it's over and then the ending just kicks in and it's like another 45 minutes of this craziness. Yeah. And then Yandu dying. I yeah. mean, who didn't the, cry? The funeral there wasn't was a, great. Yeah. There wasn't a dry eye in the theater. Remember, it had, it had five post-credit scenes. Remember that? Yeah, and they were great. Yeah, well, the, yeah, yeah. Well, he gets the arrow in the back. Yes. I mean, I, I love that. It, it kept going. This this is tough because I had both of those in my honorable mentions. Oh, as well. those are honorable C- mentions. Civil War. I remember saying on our podcast it was hyperbole at yeah, the time. Yeah, I remember saying I think this is the best comic book movie. Ever. <laughs> I mean, it's so comic. <laughs> it, it's one of the best ones. Yeah, I do is. agree with that. Yeah, all the Russo brothers movies are great. <laughs> it introduced us to Black Panther. It introduced us to Spider Man at the last I, minute. And can I just add? I still think that that's the best Spider Man in any movie. Is that his appearance in that movie? Yeah. Yeah, I, to this day, I still think it's the best representation of him on film. I mean, again, the Russo brothers use these characters the best out of all they know, the directors. They know how to yeah. do it. That and, whole yeah. scene in when he goes to his apartment in Queens. Yep. I mean, come on, it was yeah. great. That whole their interaction. I mean, that movie was just firing on all cylinders. Yeah, I agree. And I and I I'm with you, Bloody. I was I actually liked Volume Two better than Guardians One. So 
Yeah. It's in my honorable mentions, though. Yeah. Anthony, speaking of you, number four, what do you got? Number four, I got Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Oh, at four. Wow. I have that, too. Mm. At four? No, I have oh, it at three. You okay. have it at three. I have it at number two. Oh, wow. Bilotti, oh. do you have that on your list? It's on my list. What? You'll be surprised where it is. Well, okay. okay. Well, okay. Let's, talk, let's talk about it. Uh, why, Anthony? Um, well, I mean, first off, it's it's a very well-made film. The, the surprise I mean I remember me and you Imran saw it yes. we got an early screening two weeks before it came so, out yeah. yeah two weeks before it came out we were in line for three hours yeah just sitting there waiting <laughs> getting our getting our spot I, I think for me it, it's very well made but it's how unexpected it's so like you know you have the Russo brothers who at the time were known for uh, Community yeah and uh, some I forget some comedy movie Their that first movie you know yeah. and so you had that. Captain America, you know, he was solid in his first film, but this was the film where it was like, wow, you could take this character out of World War II and still make him relevant to this time yeah. with like great writing and not make him, you know, vanilla. Like he's still an awesome character. Um, and then the fact that just like it's such a surprise, you know, like Captain America, as I mentioned, is such a vanilla character. And then you, you see this movie, you're like, holy shit, like this is awesome. Yeah. How do they do this? Yeah. This is yeah. genius. And then like in retrospect now, like it all makes sense, but at the time, who was expecting like a Captain America film to blow you away? I don't really think that many people were. I mean, I, yeah, I, after that first one, yeah, you kind of were like, oh, okay, I like Captain America, he's cool and all. But then I was watching this movie, and I'm like, who the fuck directed yeah. this? Yeah, they grew up watching uh, James Cameron movies like I did. Yeah, oh, yeah. they definitely fucking know what John McTiernan is doing. They know fucking Tony Scott. They fucking uh, a lot of flavors of all these different action films. They get it, yeah, from the eighty. From the eighties and nineties, and they they kind of were like the French Connection, even seventies. Even, even the the music was like dun 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 dun. Yeah, yeah. you know. And I was right. like, wow, this is sh- fucking shit is awesome. I mean, I think I have it on my list too, and I think it still remains one of their more mature movies. That it shows you that you could take right. take a superhero movie and drop it in a political espionage thriller. You got fucking Robert Redford. Oh shit, Robert Redford as the fucking head of the thing. Uh, it's still and the action is great and uh, it's it's it still holds up as as an amazing movie. All right, very good. Rugs, what do you have at number four? Oh Jesus, I have uh, Into the Spider Verse. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, I forgot. About I forgot that. that. Yeah, no, I have that on my list too at I, number three. Rugs. Yeah, I, see, I'm I, I like this movie a lot. Um, I think that it it um. There's things I have I have problems with the animation. Yes, that's my biggest issue yes, with we it. We know, like that is my <laughs> my top issue with the movie. But besides all that, like if you just don't think about that, and you don't think about s- certain uh, story points just being like really really flimsy, um, it's the first real cinematic Marvel movie like that is a cartoon. Yeah, well, it's not. Mar- it's it, from Sony. But Mar- well, Marvel. it's a Marvel character yeah, done on uh, like, so yeah, Sony made it obviously. But like, you there's no like, there's no theatrical Fantastic Four movie unless you call the Incredibles. Uh, but like, there's no like other <laughs> you know big screen Marvel movie. Yeah. So um, I think that that's like a it that blew fucking a door wide open now. Absolutely, with like, the, I mean, we can see more shit happen like that, and I think it's great. I just don't want them to use the same techniques. Um, I mean, add some more frames watching, there. Add some more frames in between. After watching um, that uh, animation thing on Netflix with all these different oh, d- yeah. animators, yeah, yeah, there's so many ways to do Love it. Love Death and Robots. 
Yes. Yeah, any of those styles or all of them. To their credit, they mixed a lot of styles. But yes, we just talked about how there was like 12 appearances of Spider-Man in this decade. And out of all of them, this, I feel, captures the the most, the essence, the pure Spider-Man-ness of it all. Not only that, it gives us a ton of fucking Spider-Man, blows the doors open for the multiverse and the, the potential. And it's Miles is great. It's just fucking pitch perfect. Uh, anybody, none of you guys had it on honorable mentions or on your no, list. Huh? I totally forgot about it. I didn't have it. I had to put a Spider-Man movie in and it's, it's going to be that one. That one, you know. Yeah. This one's, I feel like is way more Spider-Man than any of the Marvel Spider-Man. Spider-Man two, uh, Sam Raimi. That was last decade, right? Yeah. That didn't come out yeah. this decade. Yes. It's way more Spider-Man-y than the Disney fucking gee whiz Spidey that we got. All right. That's yeah. good. My number four is Logan. Ooh, I on my list. Really? Where do you have it at, Anthony? I have it three. Okay. Uh, ooh, you have it higher. Why don't you start? Why you got Logan so high? I mean, for all intents and purposes, I think Logan is the best film on the entire list. Oh, in terms of being. Whoa, fuck. But oh, I just have shit. it at three because of feelings. Yes. Um, I think Logan is just a fantastic film. Logan is the film that made like R rating yeah. possible yeah. and you can make money with an R rating. I believe Logan came out before Deadpool. No, Deadpool is first. 2016, oh, Logan, okay. 2017. So Deadpool well, kind of opened the door. Deadpool opened the door. Yeah. But Deadpool's a di- Deadpool's it's a its different, own thing. It's the hangover of comic book movies. Yeah, De- Deadpool is not something you can just recreate across multiple characters. This Logan is, yeah. is an actual film yeah. like that takes a Marvel character, puts him in a very mature setting yep. and makes just and takes like great performances from um, dude that plays oh, what's his fucking Hugh Jackman, plays? Patrick Hugh Jackman, Stewart, Patrick, Patrick Stewart, Stewart, yeah, Stewart. Exactly. Daphne like Keen, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's a very mature film. the The soundtrack is great. The acting is great. The violence is is super violent Fuck, and yeah. super gory. I mean, it's it's just an all around. I think it's the best. Literally, I think it's the best film made on here. Uh, I mean, it's amazing. It's a western. Again, another instance of superhero movie. It's a western, but it's a superhero movie. It does so many things right. The fact that we got to see Hugh Jackman play this character for nine years and finish out this way along with Patrick Stewart. So perfect send off. And it did that thing where there's finally blood when you get stabbed by fucking Wolverine. It annoyed me so much in every movie where he would fucking impale someone, pull it out, and it's completely clean. What? No, I don't like that. (laughs) It's also the finale, too. If you remember that. That is the send off of Hugh Jackman, and he goes into the fucking sunset. Like, uh... So just like Endgame ended yep, everything, yep. Uh, this is also the Endgame for Wolverine. And it's sh- and the X-Men movie should have kind of stopped there for a while. Right. And then that's why that uh, that Dark Phoenix movie is like kind of like spits on the grave of Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. No, Logan is uh, is is great. The black and white version is great. And again, great decade for R-rated comic book movies. Bilotti. Yes. We're up to your number three now. Number three is Infinity War. Oh, okay. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything to there. add? We uh, we already kind of discussed that because Anthony had it at five. He had it at five. I mean, what else can you say? I mean, yeah. it's a solid movie. Yeah. Uh, it's The Empire Strikes Back of the Avengers films. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's the movie where they got all the characters together finally, and they all had fantastic chemistry. And that's together. why Civil War is a great little like run up to that, kind of like a test. Like, can we do? It is. It's like an it's like an appetizer. Can we do twelve course. in a movie? Oh, that yeah. Can we do thirty? Sure. Let's put fifty. <laughs> yeah. How many can we shove in there? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, I know you're number three, Logan. We just discussed. Logan, correct. Yep. Moving on to rugs. I know you're number three, rugs. Captain America: Winter Soldier. Right. We discussed. 
my number three into the Spider-Verse, which we also discussed. Which Easy enough. Which brings us back to John Bellotti Jr. Yes. Junior. What's up? What do you got at number two? <laughs> Endgame. Oh, okay. I went Endgame. Oh, what it was. Okay. It's not just, your number one? No. Just just Endgame, just for um, Cap facing off Thanos' army by himself and picking up the hammer. Those two scenes, I mean, come on. Like, what else is better than those two scenes? Who else has Endgame on their list? I have it on my list, okay. but I'm, I'm okay. giving it away by not telling no, okay. you. Okay, <laughs> I have it on my list, and I'm not going to tell you where rugs. Do you have it? I have it as my, uh, n- not my number two. Okay, so okay, well, look, let's just talk about Endgame, the fact that this movie can call back every 22 every each 22 movie that came before it every movie all 22 movies callbacks to the whole thing wrap everything up and just give me a moment i never thought i would saw in the fucking battle at the end like you're telling me if you told me when i was six years old that you're gonna grow up and you're gonna watch a movie where spider-man hitches a ride on thor's hammer while holding the infinity gauntlet oh he said go fuck yourself get the fuck out of here and i will not go into your van even i don't care how much chocolate you have you would go into the you van. i probably would. you would definitely I would, I you, just, you would drive it for him and pick up other like, kids can i work the battles you would. <laughs> that's what i do you totally would. um uh i i mean i don't know what anybody else want to talk about endgame what can you I mean, so much it's, you know i mean it's clearly my number one yeah um it's more of an emotional pick for me. I think there's just so many emotional highs in that movie, and then what you know, a couple big lows. That it, it it's just the the roller coaster of it all, and knowing that the fact that this is the end for you know a few characters, yeah. and um, this is literally what they've been building to for ten years. There's just so many, so many emotional beats that are hit in that movie. That for me, it's a number. It's my number one. Absolutely. Uh, it is the movie of the decade. Okay, so then, Anthony, what do you have at number two? So the, the this was my internal debate. Yeah. Because I was going between emotion or the movie that really cracked us open. Mm. So my number two is The Avengers. Okay, yeah, that's, that's a hard one, but that is a very... Important Solid. movie, as we discussed. I, I mean, I saw Avengers five times. Holy in the movie shit. When Avengers came out, I literally felt the way I feel about Endgame, about Avengers. Yeah, yeah. Just like, oh my God, this yeah. is amazing. Is I, saw, I, I saw it three times in the theater. Is so that I, the I most you. you've seen any movie in the theaters, Anthony? Yeah, Avengers was yeah. the most, yeah. Yeah, again, if that didn't work, none of this happens. Yeah, that, I mean, Avengers is a, is a well-made film, first off. It's not the best-made film, right. but it's very well, it's it's... For its time, you know, we were all like, how are they going to do this? Yeah. How are they going to get all these characters and make a, a competent film? And not only, like, make a competent film, they make a m- movie that's, like, very entertaining, like, very well written. It's Joss Whedon at his best before yep. um, he decides to go off the rails with Ultron. Yep. So, like, it, everything everything just clicks in this movie, and it's just this moment in time where it literally, as I, we mentioned when we were talking about the decade, it broke open the decade and created this path, whether it be good or bad, of... Marvel films being a thing, ensemble films being thrown at you left and right. Like this Avengers, if Avengers doesn't work, this whole decade's different. This is where everyone gets. Have you watched Avengers recently? Since, since yes, yeah, I've watched it. It's still entertaining. It still it holds up. Still, I like it. It is entertaining. It is, but after you watch Infinity War and Endgame, yes, right. it feels very it, it feels sparse. It seems a little dated and sparse, but still that circular shot where everyone's standing like that's another iconic moment of the decade. That you you will always think of. I just remember when I went to the theater to see Endgame, I went with a huge group of people. And that was like the like the last time that a huge group of people went to the movies yeah. to see like all together to see a movie because we were so psyched to see Avengers. Yeah. You like, mean Avengers yeah. or Endgame? Avengers. The, oh, the first Endgame, one. Endgame, like it was a smaller group. Okay. 
No, Avengers was that it was huge that summer. Remember how big it was when it yeah, fucking it came huge. out in twenty twelve? Yeah, uh Rugs, that brings us to you. What do you got at number two? Oh, I had Joker. Oh shit. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. I'm glad somebody put this in there because I do think it deserves to be in the discussion. Why number two, Rugs? That's a fucking high. Because it made a billion dollars. Yes. It was like it had a lot of stuff working against it. All right. Number one, it's an R-rated movie. Number two, it deviates from canon. Yeah. Number three, um, questionable things that the director had said caused like a, a media super the buzz before and the, yeah. the fucking crazy conversation before it even came out. Remember, yeah, there was that like shit? a late rally against this. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. People were against it. People wanted to take it down. There was people uh, saying there was going to be fucking shootings at the theater. And nothing ends up happening. And. It persevered. It went yeah. and endured. It, it 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 became a thing. Everybody was talking about the Joker, yep. and people like embraced this Joker. After you have this amazing uh, Joker done in the Dark Knight, you know, by another person, and and then, now that version is like everybody's Joker. You have to do a Joker after that, right? Yep. So uh, Heath Ledger's. You know, was in everybody's mind, and then all of a sudden, now everybody thinks of it's almost not not it's been erased, but now everybody thinks of him too. Yeah, no, he he did it. He managed to get up there along with Heath Ledger. People are dancing on the stairs, looking like <laughs> yes. uh, what's his face. Yeah. So Joaquin, <laughs> yeah, Joaquin. fat Joker is taking pictures I mean, on the stairs. Anthony saw a guy on a skateboard yeah. dressed as the Joker. <laughs> I did in New York. In New York, when he was in there. He told me. I did. He yeah, walked into so- the bar we were at. Maybe that was actually me, me and Bilotti. Joaquin Phoenix just slumming. Yeah. Huh? I don't think it was, though. <laughs> Might have been. It, he also had a bulldog, which was real strange. And what yeah. Anthony didn't realize is that was every day in New York City. He's <laughs> always just the guy dressed up as Joaquin Joker. That was just, that was just a Saturday. You should see Tuesday. It's crazy. Tuesday. But, um, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, this movie made an impact. Yes. It yes. made more of an impact yeah. socially. Yeah. Than a lot of these other movies that we're talking, but it about. also stays with you for a while. The conversation you can have about the movie is incredible. I had it on my list and I cut it last minute, like I was really torn. It was it just missed making it onto my I list. I love I love an adult movie. Yes, I like I I I don't think I went to the comic book store today and I bought a bunch of like comics. Like uh, there's a lot of like DC's got this black label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, great. Yeah. Finally, I can read. I don't have to read some fucking sanitized bullshit. Batman's I can dick just is read. in here. Yeah, I can see Batman's dick. Why not? Oh, shit. I want to see the Joker's dick. I want to see everyone's the Joker's dick. dick. Yeah, let me see everybody's Look, dick. Image Comics has a lot of great mature titles right now. That's where you got to go. Oh, of course. You know? But like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's an adult thing. I want to see, an, uh, I, I like seeing family friendly stuff. Yeah. Don't get me no, wrong. But I, you're right. But, but every once in a while, you want to have some gravity and and this movie had tons of yeah, it. Yeah, so. I appreciate they didn't hold back. And again, Logan, Joker, Deadpool, these are some awesome adult R-rated comic book movies that, that succeed and you could do it and hopefully we'll get more in the coming decade. Wow, okay. Ruggs says number two at Joker. My number two, Captain America Winter Soldier, which yeah, we have discussed, which brings us to number one. Talking nerd. Junior. Yes. Hi. Well, hi, hi, hey, Ju- hey, Julia. Hey, what's going on? Uh, Bilotti, what do you got at number one? Num- top number one? Mo- comic book movie of the decade for John Bilotti Jr. Oh, that's easy. The Dark Knight Rises. I'm oh, just kidding. Shit. I'm I was just gonna, kidding. I was gonna, no, we got to talk kidding. about that. I'm kidding. No. I know, we do. I do like that movie. Um, 
The Winter Soldier is my number one. Oh, you got Cap Winter Soldier. Nice. That's it's still it's I was watching it uh it came on TV I think yesterday and I was or today I was watching it. I'm like, God damn it, it's so good. Everything about that movie from, is so what, good. And that was twenty fourteen? When did that come out? Twenty fourteen. Yeah, yeah. 14, man, from yeah. twenty fourteen mm-hmm. still lands on the top of many lists that I was looking at. Still too. It just so. it's it's enough of a comic movie and like a legit film at the same time. Absolutely. That it's just enough. It doesn't go too far one way or the other. Uh, Anthony. Endgame. We know you're number one. We We already talked about that. Rugs, what do you have at number one? This is going to be interesting. Well, it was Endgame. Oh, it's Endgame. Okay, so it's not interesting. (laughs) Tell me not to to give away my number one. I also, I cheated, and my number one is tied. I have Infinity War, Endgame. You have to have both. I feel like both at the top because it's one complete story. You know, it's hard to have one without the other. So nothing like having a top six in your top. Five. I, I wanted to squish some more in. <laughs> hey, Bilotti did the same shit. I know, I know. He fucking tied. But I, I like to give you shit. I like Bilotti. <laughs> okay, yes, that's a good. That's a good point. That's yes. fucking awesome. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, it's really, See? it's really good. That's See? fucking awesome. So there's yeah, that's an amazing really top it's five. Really uh, we got uh, uh, Bilotti's number one, Winter Soldier, Anthony, Endgame, Rugs, Endgame, and me, Infinity War, Endgame. That takes us to. Honorable mentions. What other movies you guys deserve to be in this conversation? I'd say Deadpool. Yes, yeah, yes, Deadpool. absolutely. Because well, I would yes. also say Days of Future Past. Yes, I, yes, that's oh, awesome. Man, that's a forgotten. That's film. a really good one. And that oh, and First it. Class too. And, but, first Class, yeah. But Days of Future Past managed oh, man. to combine two different timelines, two sets of X Men characters, and not fuck it up. That would could have really been yeah. ended it there. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. That was almost on my list too. Oh man, I forgot. That's about honorable that film. mention for me. That's like yeah, top ten. They they did a great job with bringing in Hugh Jackman and the you guys and it could have been a mess and it wasn't it, it pretty yeah. much works Ooh. although they with my one gripe with days of future past it's just a very minor gripe how does kitty pride take turn um put logan into the past i didn't know that was her power i don't know what are scarlet witch's powers who cares uh, no i'm saying in the, in the <laughs> comics that's not it well, yeah, yes, yeah. she phases in the book, but in the original story, doesn't she go back into her younger body? Is it her? Yes, yeah, she it's gets her. Sent yeah, back. she does. Yeah, it. she goes back. So how does she put him back? Who does it in the comic book? It's somebody because else. It, if they if they had her go back in the movie, nobody would. No, give it a would shit of about course, it. nobody, nobody cares. Watch it. You want to see yeah. Hugh Jackman? So they had to yeah. come up with something. They just fucking made it up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like now she has this power because I, I was like in the, in the all the previous com, uh, movies yeah, she's, she's just running through walls. She, that's her power. She phases. And in this everything. one, she's phasing. Oh, I can do Logan this now. Well, yeah. she could have evolved in the future. That I guess so. A mute. It's travel. a mutation, Anthony. Mutation. Sure, sure. Uh, I think on. I think there might be some precedent for it. I think uh, another honorable mention, uh, Wonder Woman. I think I was uh, can be an honorable. Oh, mention. I thought we did talk about that, but, but uh, nobody had it in their list. But that's. I thought I had it on my list. I thought I brought it up. We you did, did talk it about it, but I think it was before. Yeah, it wasn't on the, your list. We did it before the ranking, and you do not have it on your list because I wrote it down. Okay. Well, so here's my question, though: Where does the Dark Knight Rises fit into this conversation? Not, not on it the list for me. Not at no. all. No, it's not. Oh. No, I've never even wanted to watch it a second time. It was on TV recently. I was watching it. It's not. It's not bad. It wasn't bad. Uh, the writing is actually. It feels like the writing really falls apart. I can't apart hear what the movie. fuck he's saying. Yeah. Also, that. Oh, I give the city back to you, the people. Um, LA, there's, you know, this website it's just written to be like the, 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 let me just talk about yes, that real quick. Yes. Cause it's, it, for me, it's a very disappointing film. Yeah. And I walked out of that movie going, man, I like this. And then I thought about it more. I was going, no, yeah. the, the whole, the, the whole plot where he breaks his back, sends him to a fucking mine shaft <laughs> yeah. in the middle of, 
I don't know. Is that Arabia? It's the he desert. climbs out, yeah, yeah, gets over yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. somehow gets into Gotham undetected, yeah. has enough time to like light the bridge and the logo with his fucking bat on it. Yeah, how did he like, do all that? of this makes no like it's just <laughs> it's so unnolan like yeah. in terms of like the writing that it just it's, it just falls apart. But I kind of love like Bane's taking over the city, giving it, you know, breaking it down kind of being- Yeah, that that's a good idea. Yeah. The the whole Batman, the Batman stuff back. is uh kind of uh he's only in it for like 8 minutes too or something. He's not really in it a lot as Batman. You know what though like like I'm going to defend this movie because I always find myself watching it and I do like it. There, yeah, I I realized that too. I was like, how did he put all this gasoline on the Brooklyn yeah, Bridge? Yeah, such a perfect with a broken back. Right? <laughs> in the perfect but, pattern. But I think like look at Avengers Endgame. Yeah. It's all in like our top 10 or top what top film or whatever. Yeah, there's some sure. contrived shit like, in there. How did that van manage to survive the rain fire? You know the van with the time machine yeah, in right, the back. Yeah. How was it like there it was intact? Fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Yeah, but I I I feel like Nolan is a diff- different kind of director. You know what I'm saying? Like Nolan is, I feel like Nolan is would have thought this through better. Whereas well, like got, the, the he, Russo brothers are making a comic book film. The thing to remember too is that Heath Ledger died, and I think that messed up a lot yes, of the science. Yes, yes, yes. That's that was a good the original point. story was the trial of the Joker yeah. with Two Face. Yeah, yeah. Which is why in Dark Knight, that's why when Two Face dies, it's sort of ambiguous because it's like, is he dead? There's no blood. It's hard yeah. to. Really However, tell. dude, that opening scene in the plane where they cut it in half and they repelled oh, out. Yeah, it's good. He f- that's not CGI. They fucking filmed that shit. That is an actual stunt oh. in the air. That plane is still somewhere in, in an English field, sitting there. Like they actually and, dropped the fucking plane. And also the uh, the sewer fight between Bane and Batman. Oh, that was fucking unbelievable. When he cracks his helmet, is very very brutal. Oh, that I, I thought that was underwhelming. I honestly, mm. think that fight I thought it was should be so much better. It's yeah, the best but, martial artist in the world, and it was just basically like punchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm punching him. Yeah, but he was also like what eight years older. He's supposed to, yeah, he's supposed to be yeah, not in his prime and beat yeah, up. That, if you, honestly, if you the my biggest gripe with the Nolan Batman series, bef- but other than the, this being disappointing, yeah, is that he just can't. He's not a very good uh, fight choreographer. No, he's correctly. not. No, no he's uh, not. I will agree. Um, that website, Lad Bible, you guys know this LAD Bible. They, I've heard of it. Yeah. So uh, uh, over Twitter, they did this huge Twitter poll to decide the best film of the decade. The last round was Inception, The Dark Knight Rises, Wolf of Wall Street, Toy Story 3. The winner, Dark Knight Rises, was chosen. Okay. Was the, really? Yes, the best film. Out of all those films? Yes, out of the round, the tournament style. Get the fuck out of here. It was That's a awful. huge poll. That's awful. I know. They that can is, fucking suck my poll. It's not, poll. it's not even the best comic book movie, that, let alone yeah. when you throw it with those films. I know. Absolutely not. I don't know how. That's bullshit. You know okay, it. Okay. Let me ask you guys this. Where does Man of Steel go in this conversation? Are you serious? Why are you asking about shitty films? Well, it's, I think it's interesting. <laughs> Outside of the Joker and Wonder Woman, they're not, there's no other DC movies. I think that that is uh, one of the better DC films. Yeah, I think it was trying to do something at the start you know, of this their new universe. I think mm-hmm. that they they fumbled the ball quite a lot in that movie, but there are some moments that are pretty spectacular. But um, yeah, it was an overkill of a movie. <laughs> I mean, like, look, look, they you had this. I I, I like seeing Krypton. I like seeing yeah. shit like yeah, that. that cool, yeah, cool I beginning. like seeing his first flight yeah. that he does. Also, good. I like seeing the iconography that and and the music and everything. Kind of like is grandiose and shit like that but like yeah i and i even like zod like you know the the fucking guy who played zod is great yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. yeah 
But I would agree get, with all that. I think the, the the two issues I have are number one, Snyder is not subtle at all. So yeah. the fight scenes just become overkill of explosions yeah. and b- buildings being destroyed. Like he has no idea how to tell a story within a fight scene. It's just how much bigger can I make this explosion? How much more how much more damage can I cause? And then the second thing is you is obviously spoiler alert, he kills him at the end. Yeah. This is you know, this is a big thing in the comics and it's just thrown in the first film. Yeah. Like, if you build that up to like a two or three film plot where he's not killing anybody and then decides he has to kill someone. Yes. That's huge. Yeah. But if you do that in the first fucking film when we're just getting to know the character, that's not huge. Yeah. That's just stupid. <laughs> You're just blowing your fucking just load. Change it. But to get a yeah. character so beloved and historic as Superman and to get him so fundamentally wrong and, and make him dour, you know, the the best lesson we learn from the Marvel films is how to take a character like Captain America and make him relevant. Or how to take yeah. a character like Thor, who was so serious and play to the guy's strengths and you yeah, know but Thor well, Thor is more ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah Thor is ridiculous. Captain America, he he's he is what he is and he never changed. Yeah. And when Well he's Superman. He, listen, he should be Superman, yes. He's Superman. Yeah. But if I listen to a podcast with Marcus and McFeely yeah. and when they found out about the Captain America writing gig, they sought that out. They said we want to make our Superman movie with this character. Mm. So they if you watch his arc it's one, it's one solid, continuous continuity where Thor, it's kind of like he's serious and then he's funny and then he's fat. It's like <laughs> all over the place. But he's fat, but he's had a huge loss and he's trying to uh, – I don't know. You're right. And the best Thor to me was Infinity War. That was like yeah. the best he ever okay. was. Okay. Where Cap just got better and better and better yeah. and better. Yeah. It was like a, like a slow and steady. Uh, how about this? Let's talk about worst of the decade. Is – Josh Trank's Fantastic Four, the worst movie of the decade. Jonah Hex is the worst. Jonah Hex is pretty bad. There's all we X-Men else. Or, what about X Men Origins? Was that before? That was before. Wasn't that was it? not that was, this decade. Uh, yeah. about Venom. Uh, the second one, Venom. What about the fucking Ghost Rider? How many Ghost Rider movies they put out? Well, one of them. Oh Spirits shit! Of Vengeance they put out. That was Green terrible. Lantern also came out this decade. Oh, oh my terrible. god! Yeah. Was it really? Yes. So most of them belong to DC, the worst of the decade. Yeah, they make shitty movies. Yeah. Wow, I forgot that movie <laughs> came out this. They make oh. so many shitty movies, it's almost for, you can't count them. Uh, let me ask you guys this: looking ahead to the next Suicide Squad, another Suicide movie. Suicide Squad movie. Yes, that that, that 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 still uh, better than BVS. I'll tell you. Oh boy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's the, I think that's the worst of the decade. BVS is just my worst. Getting everything wrong. At least BBS is my worst because it just makes me so mad. Anthony, it just B- gets me angry. BBS worse than Josh Trank's Fantastic Four? Oh, man. Well, Josh Trank's, Josh Trank's Fantastic Four is actually worse in terms of filmmaking. Yeah. But yeah. BBS makes me more pissed off. Just gets you yeah. angry. Yes. Yeah. I can understand why. Josh Trank's, you, Josh Trank's Fantastic Four might be the worst You know what movie. BBS is? It's like, how do we fuck but up? But I think that the new Star Wars is just as bad as Josh Trank's. Oh, oh shit. Wow. That's a hot take right there. I, that, because it's the same exact it thing. Is, it's like, it's a hacked together movie. Yeah, that makes yeah, no sense. Yeah, I mean, Dark Phoenix got hacked you, together, too. Not to take this off the rails, yeah. have you seen that they're already doing, like, the J.J. Abrams They want the J.J. Cut. cut of the fucking apparently it was Skywalker. supposed to be over three hours, and he didn't know that it got... He had to edit it down, like, 20 minutes, and then when he saw the premiere supposedly another 12 minutes were hacked off oh god i heard there was three different cuts or something yes. yeah, yeah that's what i've heard too. oh boy here we go hashtag release the abrams cut oh it's already a thing oh, people Jesus are already fuck. like major websites are like release the jj abrams cut we're gonna boycott 
I tweeted about that a week so, ago. So talking about this decade, <laughs> the other thing I noticed, this was the rise of kind of toxic fandom. You know, start, we were talking about Man of Steel. It kind of started there. BVS comes out and then really divides everyone. And then Star Wars just makes it worse every fucking movie. Well, it's. It, I think it started with like a Marvel DC thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it turned into a we hate representation. You are a racist thing. <laughs> yes. And now it's a you're not letting the directors make the movie they want thing. Give me like all it's all, cuts. all it's all of this stuff. God, sometimes- I don't think it was. See, the thing is, I don't see if there was a rise in it. I just think there's social media now. Yeah, yeah. Because sure. remember when the prequels, the Star Wars prequels came out, how horrible it was. Yeah. Like how bad people were about those movies. Because Star Wars fans are the original toxic fandom. Let's, well, this let's was, be honest. Uh, that's about what I was going to ask. Are they the worst, the most toxic fans around? They it are. seems like. Honestly, it. no offense to guys like Joe Henry, who I love to death, but anytime I argue with a Star Wars fan, it's like talking to a mentally ill person. Oh, <laughs> Jesus it's, it's re- I'm sorry. It's, I try, <laughs> and they, they just def- defend it. It's like Trump supporters. Like they don't. They don't see like the flaws. See, but this and I have I have a good friend. <laughs> yeah. Let me just finish yeah. this. I have a very good friend, my friend Mike, he, um, biggest Star Wars fan I know. He can admit that some of these movies are shit or they've made bad choices. Yeah. But the people that just overlook so much of this stuff and they don't see the bullshit, it just it boggles my mind. It's like it is. It's like a mentally or like a drunk person. <laughs> It's 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 there's no winning. I mean, no I will agree, but like just the the of course, I'm defend Joe Henry and Anna Morris. They understand, they love the stuff, but they also understand the problems of the movies. Clearly, they're which, they're, right. they're rational. Yes, they are rational. That's but what I mean. Some of them are not. not. Everybody's got their thing you, that they can't no, let slide. You're absolutely yeah. right about the fucking irrationality, and so we learned it's, it from it's them. It's bad. It's yeah. really bad. Look, I. I have a That's side. A very business. strong take from Belion. That's great. <laughs> Two I strong takes in a row. One rugs and then one, one even stronger from Belion. It's Bilani. because the new movie came out, yep, and I just yep. had an argument with someone I won't name, and I was like, "I'm I'm talking in circles. Like, why do you not see this? Like, why do you like this?" <laughs> and look, I I have a whole side business drawing Godzilla, but I can admit, like, when these movies are not good, yeah. like I know they're not all good, and I don't love anything that has Godzilla. When you love something just because of the name, like Yankee fans. They love the Yankees, yeah. even if there's a shitty team. Yeah. And I know you guys got that in Chicago. The people right. that love the Cubs, how many years did they lose? Oh, yeah. yeah. It, right? This, it translates to all sorts of fans. It translates yes. to all sorts of things. And I'm like, no, like, I, like, give me something to root for. Don't just give me the name because the new yeah. Star Wars movies are creatively hollow. Yeah. There's not. There's nothing. It's corporate to, filmmaking. It's corporate filmmaking, yeah. like 101. That's yeah. all it is. Yep. And yep. these fans well, are like. The, the thing with the prequels is uh, the prequels are very bad <laughs> and they had Jar Jar Binks in them. Yeah. And it was just like you expected George Lucas to be like this great, like genius. Like he made these three, (laughs) he made these three movies. And then, so when he came out and he fucking fouled out and he just sucked. Yeah. Like it was like, it it like brought a lot of people down. They're like, this is my, this is the shit that I've been waiting for forever. So of course they're going to be toxic, but. They didn't have the internet to weaponize their toxicity. Nope. Right. Not like they do now. All right. Yeah. Um, but I don't blame them for being toxic because the thing was like, this is the thing. Like, I I don't think you should go and harass people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But like if I have a podcast where I can in, I, where I can just vent out what I think. Yeah. And um on Twitter you could post, you could tweet what you think. Now, when you're getting into an argument that's forever and you're just then you, you're starting insulting people and this and that. You know, everybody get happens to everybody. Happens to me. Happens to everybody. But you know, that's not it's not healthy. You gotta like understand that that's not the way to go about things. But some of these movies need to be criticized. Yeah. yeah. All right. 
Like you can't just go through life and just have complacency. And not only that, but but delusional complacency where you're like completely cognitively dissonant of any problems with something because you like it. Exactly. That's exactly my point. Thank you. Well put. So, well put. If you like something and you know it's shit, that's nothing wrong. Yeah. You, you can like shitty yeah. things. I like everything that I like is shit. You got to own up to it, though, <laughs> that it's shit. But just, you know, I like it because it's shitty. Yeah. And I expect you not to like it because I see something special in it and you don't. There's nothing wrong with that. But you're, but to sit there and go, I have something shitty and you have to like it. <laughs> that's insanity. <laughs> yes, exactly. I love this movie. Yes. So <laughs> that's my whole know. point. That's my whole point. Just go. I like. Why is it such a big deal to go? I admit this is shitty. I admit yeah, that this no, writing they, doesn't make any sense. Can't. But you know what? I love this so much. Like Imran does it all the time. He loves Spider Man so much. He's, he admits I like that Venom. it sucks. I even but, like but the he, Venom movie. It sucks. But, but he, I like. he likes. Well, it. he admits he likes everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but like, that's the thing. He can at least admit. Like yeah. he knows that it, he's. He knows that he's. Not on uh, I, the same look, wavelength I as everybody else. I can just find the good in everything. That's all. I just and there's I, nothing. There's I, nothing wrong. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's, there's definitely there's, something just wrong. <laughs> because we can't we can't make things better. Yeah. Things won't be made better, or things won't grow if they don't. If we just like we're complacent about whatever we get. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. That's great. Yeah. Give me more shit. No. Look. Look, to elaborate on <laughs> on uh, Emron just finding the good, that's great. Like, I love that people that can find the positive out of out of everything. But Rise of Skywalker was fucked the moment Carrie Fisher died. Yeah. Then they rushed it into production. Yep. Like, what did they think was going to happen? Yeah. They took all the safe bets on that film. Yeah. Like, why is Palpatine back? Like these, the whole new tri- the new trilogy is the original trilogy with decent acting. Why would that's yeah. all? I, yeah. I mean, I just rewatched last the Last Jedi. And Adam Driver, it, that he's that whole movie. He's really outside good. Of him, I mean, he's a great outside actor. Outside of him. And Mark Hamill is like, it's, he's he's Luke, but he's not really that good of an actor. He never really was. Driver is really a was. great actor. And I've fantastic. seen him in lots of other things. And he's, he's so good. compelling to watch yeah. in that movie. Yeah. But then they do like the Canto Blight sequence. And I'm like, this is so dumb <laughs> and so heavy for a Star Wars yeah. film. Yeah. Uh, okay, good stuff. Look, that's our ranking. Great decade in comic book movies. I uh, can't wait for the next decade. Let's do some news from the nation. Find out what our listeners thought of the decade. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. Jesus Christ. Excuse me. I actually think Jeez. it should be renamed. What? To what? Like opinions from the nation. Uh, okay. Actually, can I when 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 we finish with this part, I want to do like uh, a sort of uh, face the nation or address the nation when we're done. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, a state of the nation as, address a from the as an admin, I would just like to address the nation when we're Go done. Ahead. Well, when let's do done. it. Yeah. I was going to say, this I think is, we should do it. This is the part where I pull things from our Facebook group, Jock and Her Nation, and John Bellotti is our illustrious admin who rules with an iron fist Bellotti. What's the disclaimer you have for the Jock and Nerd Nation? It's it's not a disclaimer. I just wanted to thank everyone for being uh, immature. I'm immature. Jesus. <laughs> oh. way. Oops. Can you edit that out? No. No. Uh, I just wanted to thank everyone for being mature. Aww. And we Montreal had Mac. Yeah, I was going to get to that. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I'm not. No, I'm not kidding because that guy was uh, wacko. Um, so we had this whole push where people were adding people that they thought would like the the Facebook page. Sure. And what they didn't realize was that. 
the Facebook pages for the podcast. So you had all like this Montreal Mac guy, for example, was like this hardcore comic guy. Yeah. Hated the movies, argued with everybody. And finally, like I very politely asked him to leave and he did. Yeah. And the page has been a lot better since then. Yeah. Um, I wanted to thank people for not adding people. I've been declining a lot of people because nobody answers the questions. And it, look, please don't be offended, anybody. There were people that were recommended by others, but they didn't answer the questions, and I'm not going to add them. I'm sorry. And everyone has just been great. The conversations have been great. I just would like to add that um, there has been someone posting stuff of just like blurry photos of like stuff he bought at Walmart. And it's, you know, the page is cool for that stuff. It's like a quote unquote safe space, but it's not for that. It's really to talk about the show, to elaborate on our opinions. Sorry, I didn't opinions. mean to post those. I'm sorry. Yeah. Knock that shit off. On <laughs> Only Tony and Steve can post Tony that stuff, Steve right? Tony and Steve forever. Me and Steve. Bloody, I got to thank you, first of all, for doing a great job. And we give you, I trust your judgment. I know, you You know. Thank you. you he, he is the one that actually overlooks most of this. Yes. I, I look at I everything, do. but I don't police it, yeah, really. Yeah. Bilotti cares about that. Bilotti cares. He does I a do. good job. I have a lot of passion for things. But, I, I, you know, I do have a lot of friends in the, in the page. I, I won't name them because they, you know, I'm sure they don't want to be named. But they alert me to stuff. And I, you know floated by you guys or i make my own oh, yeah and they work great, so you're it. you're a great you're a great uh, cop there i will name people from the nation because i asked the nation what were your best and worst comic book movies of the decade joey austin commenting the animated justice league new frontier is going to get my vote for best and i think we all know endgame was the best but i'm going to give this one for just a little bit of something different worst will be the hulk movie the first one I'm, I'm the only one in this entire world that first Daredevil. Hell, even Imran didn't like that, but I'm pretty sure. LOL. Well, Joey, I appreciate the feedback. Both of those movies actually came out before, before 2010. 2010. Just this thing, New Frontier is a great uh, animated... Uh, I'm talking about Hulk and Daredevil. Yes, they did. Jimmy Graben says, I think the worst list is directly tied to what the fuck happened. He's absolutely right. So we have already talked about That's all the worst true. movies. Uh, Joe Henry Joe Henry says, while Zack Snyder had my favorite two movies in the previous decade in The Watchmen and 300, poor Zack didn't make the cut this time. My favorite is the Russo Brothers, The Winter Soldier, not just because it's a great comic book movie, but just a great all-around story as well. Well Well-written, great fight, choreography, wonderful score, props for Marcus and McFeely. I expect more great things from this quattro as they are starting their own production company. If only they could come together and do a Star Wars trilogy. Oh, shit. Wow. So Marcus and McFeely and the Russo Brothers are starting a production company. That's dope. That's going to be some good shit there. Cool. Not surprising. Yeah. Brian Goff says, I'm going to answer this in a different way, if that's okay. I'm going to compare two movies that could definitely be placed in either my best or worst bin. Suicide Squad and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. This was a case of reaction versus reality for me. The Suicide Squad trailers had me so pumped. I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. To the point (laughs) of an unhealthy amount of rewatches on YouTube. And sadly, the movie fucking sucked. On the other hand, there was Guardians, (laughs) a movie similar in tone to Suicide Squad with a ragtag group of misfits teamed up and a lot of unknown characters. Didn't care much to see this one. And it turned out to be amazing. One of the best MCU films. So overall, based on the circumstances, Suicide Squad, Guardians, maybe worst and best, respectively. And then he adds, now, as far as pure value, I'll be bland, but it's hard not to say Infinity War slash Endgame as the best and Thor 2 as the worst. Wow. Best show, probably Daredevil. Worst is a tough one. Inhumans or Iron Fist. You guys decide. Happy New Year, Nation. Thank you. 
Ryan Goff and everyone for uh, those comments. I couldn't even make it past one episode of Inhumans for what the, it's I, You know what? I actually didn't watch the whole thing. Can you believe wow. that? Oh, I'm surprised. It's something I actually... I'm proud of did you, it. Yes, yeah. I, You're growing up. I drew the line somewhere. On, I'm like, my time is worth more than this bullshit. They cut off Medusa's hair. What is the point of any of this? It's on uh, Disney Plus, right? Uh, I think it is. I I don't know why they put it on there. They should not just not have it. Uh, One one quick announcement before we peace out. I made a guest appearance on another podcast. Uh, It's called the Pop Culture Cosmos Multiverse. Episode 153, hosted by Gerald Glassford, who he's been on Voice from the Underground. He's friends with Jason Dutch. Uh, We talked about the next decade in pop culture and movies, and it was good conversation. I'll have a link in the show notes so you can check that out. Also, look us up on Apple Podcasts if you have an iOS device and you're in the U.S. We're trying to get 200 ratings. Give the podcast a rating in Apple Podcasts. We're up to 108. Talking nerd. Trying to get to 200. Jesus, guys. It's one at a time. <laughs> this, is a, this is a long-term uh, yeah. goal, clearly. I'll kick this you is- out of the page if you don't support these guys. Oh, shit. There you go. Tor- tortoise versus the hare. This is going to take another 97 weeks of doing this to get to 200 at this pace. but uh, Bil- Whatever it takes. But we'll get there because I want in Rotten Tomatoes. Bilotti, tell the listener where they can find your awesome artwork and stuff. Oh, thank you. Uh, Robo7.com. That's R-O-B-O, the number 7.com. Also, Instagram at Robo7, which is just the word, R-O-B-O-S-E-V-E-N. And Facebook at John Bilotti Jr. Thanks so much for starting the year with us again, Bilotti. I love these. This is a great fucking um, tradition. I know. I like the Ulog Bilotti tradition. You know, because I'm always off and I have energy to do the show. It's, and I can stay it's up. the perfect timing and you have opinions, which is very important. On I, this one, this oh show, goodness. we had some very strong opinions. Yeah, we of- might get hate mail. We might get our <laughs> hey, first hate mail. Bring it I, on. I, ins- I insulted handicapped people. It might get bad. <laughs> oh, shit. I called handicapped people Star, Star Wars, Wars fans. fans. They, might, they might get insulted. Star Wars they, fans. Uh, no, I, I insulted handicapped people. They might think they're Star Wars fans. Please yeah. send all your comments to Rob. Robo7.com. Yes, yeah, and all your hate mail. <laughs> Rugs, where can the listener find you? You can find me on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy. So come uh, by and check out my latest stupidity. Uh, visit the show notes, shockandnerd.com yeah. slash 309. We'll have links to everybody's shit, all the things we talked about. And just a huge thank you to our listeners who listened all last year and are joining us now, or maybe they're starting the new year. They just found this podcast. We'd love to have you. Thank you to everyone for listening for supporting, for being on the Patreon. Tell your friends, spread the geekery, and thanks to, for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll peep you next time. 2020, motherfuckers. Fuck that yeah. show. Yeah, me too. I got your hand on my penis. Whoa. I'm pumped. Yeah, I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> I'm really excited.